Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Oh my God. It's time. Huh. So ready. So ready. God, it's good to be back. Oh, hi there. I remember how this works. It's been about a month. Uh, and I think, I think... I think it's all in place. Uh, and good morning. And thank you for your patience over the summer. Um, we're back streaming live on the YouTube and everything. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash not today pod, that's 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 where this is right now. If it's now, if it's not now, then it's not now, uh, is it? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I've just got back from uh, dropping my kid off his first day back at school. Um, I never, never really fully understood uh, all of the sort of social media things that sort of um, slightly uh, insecure, uh, self self conscious uh, parents do on social media of, of kind of oh popping the champagne corks. It's that magic day of the year. Uh, I just feel a bit sort of broken and weepy, frankly. Um, but I'm pretty sure Spike's doing fine. Um, anyway, welcome to uh, everyone watching on YouTube. Hello, Neil. Hello, Jane. Hello, Julie. Uh, hello, Gemma. And uh, that's that's everyone I can see who's said good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good, good morning, good morning. Uh, it is very much back to school time. It's back to school time across the country And we've got some great savings and deals for you There's 10% off all book There's only one until Saturday And this B-roll handwriting pen is great If you still have hands Because it's back to school time We understand you obviously haven't yet learned The true interpretation of Sharia law And so it's back to school time across the country As it falls to us, your new Taliban educators Learn fast Back to school, unless you're a girl. If only there was such a thing as foreign secretary school, then again, I think I know who'd flunk it. Every day the papers pop out and the streams of hate. The fifth Not this guy. They will propagate. But who can plan a change of ramparts of the fourth estate? Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy. Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy. Hey! Hey! <laughs> That literally sounded like a smashing glass. That was very cool. Uh, good morning to uh, you, Mick Wright. Good morning to you, Jake. Yeah. Journalist and, and all the doings. Uh, just He loves his own industry and his contemporaries. A um, couple of things to talk about today. 
making yes, indeed. in your uh, amazing newsletter. It's uh, brokenbottleboy.substack.com. Get an early plug in. Um, the first thing is uh, my coffee's arrived. Thanks so much. Oh, I went the wrong way. Yeah, I can't. I can't look in the mirror and, and make it work. Anyway, uh, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, Bye. Grace. Um, awful seg into uh, the very sad and untimely death of Sarah Harding. Yes, uh, indeed. I should have done yeah. more. Do you know what the death breath is? No, give me. It's that's a radio thing. It's uh, it's a it's a newsreader's thing. Right. Okay. Give me, um, can you give it to give me a, to demonstrate this for me? Uh, so this comes after an obituary. So you would say, um, Lenny Bennett, who died today. In sport, the... Ah, the, the, yeah. That, so it's just a little transition. The, the death breath. To, yeah. to make it less yeah, grim yeah. that you've so, literally just tr- trundled straight yeah. into. So we'll, and we'll, in lighter news, a, uh, exactly. a fox that knows how yeah. to Lychee, dance the to panda hardcore has music has done it. found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we'll, after we've talked about Sarah Harding, we'll do a death breath before we go into Rod Little. And when I say go into Rod Little... Yeah, I mean, in the case of Rod Little, I would like the death breath to be a sort of former Bruce Lee style move where you can breathe on Rod Little. Okay. Precipitating yeah, yeah, yeah. his yeah. death. A death, uh, a but, death rattle. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, obviously Sarah Harding's on the front page of pretty much all the newspapers this morning, um, in various, um, with varying degrees of, uh, suitable photograph. Actually, surprisingly, uh, the sun probably has the most, um, you know, like restrained, sensible restrained picture that wow. they've gone for but the uh sons um uh compatriots at the t- at the times who you got to remember are just like sun journalists with more expensive thesauruses uh <laughs> put out an obituary uh yesterday which is genuinely uh appalling on any number of levels uh it, it's it, it's presented as a very sort of straight this is just an obituary whatever but throughout it there are there are so many lines where you just go oh interesting that's very sneering so the top line uh, pop mo- pop singer model actress and former pizza hut waitress and you go wow interesting like does do anybody else's pre-fame jobs get mentioned you know mm. uh donald rumsfeld's uh Defense, former defense secretary and once a minor servant of Satan. It just doesn't happen. Um, minor. Uh, so, and you get things like uh, mention of her tattoo in the second paragraph. Um, wow. The very first line is Sarah Harding ticked all the boxes have come to define a certain type of modern British celebrity. Ah, Excuse well, me. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it goes on. This is the part that where I was reading along and I thought, well, that's quite bad, but this is where it gets very bad. Cynics might argue that her celebrity was based more on style than substance, yet such a judgment would be harsh. And then you go... But you just did it. You wrote it. Yeah. And now you're pretending you didn't write it by sort of doing yeah. this kind of uh, rollback. That's the equivalent of Ricky Gervais doing a racist joke and then saying you can't say that. Yeah. Which now, was a real it, vogue in comedy about 15 years ago. So then they have a paragraph, uh, a couple of paragraphs, and one that talks about... Uh, the fact that um, four of Girls Loud singles, the peerless, Sound of the Underground, I'll Stand By You, Walk This Way, The Promise, went to number one. Many other great songs that they don't mention. And that they had six platinum albums um, yeah. before they broke up in 2013. But this is where we get to the bit which shows you that they did not get a pop writer to to even 
look at this obituary. Say, yeah. Their style was formulaic pop, but the group had some heavyweight fans in the rock genre, including U2's Bono and Coldplay's Chris Martin, who called them the ultimate form of life. Several of their hits were smartly chosen covers of well-known rock songs. Not since Abra and Michael Jackson has pure pop been so unanimously praised, the times enthused. And you think, right, they were a brilliant pop band, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Xenomania that did their, that produced many of their biggest hits, right, were revolutionary in, in, in that era for produ- these incredible pop productions. Mm-hmm. But no, we have to have them justified by the like two of the most boring men in rock music, as if without the quotations from rock men, this mm-hmm. band is of not, you know, uh, wouldn't yes. it be worth proper, talking about unless the rock proper musicians enjoyed Girls even Aloud. them, yeah. you know. Um, and then they, of course, they go through her relationships and stuff and talk about controversy and hypocrisy and all this. It, it, it's quite grim. Um, big mm. section on her parents' marriage problems for some reason. Um, wow. It's, 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 you know, I, I, as you go through, you find yourself thinking. Would you, would you, you'd, you'd want to be remembered for your parents' marriage problems, wouldn't you, mate? Very I much mean, so, yeah. And, 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 and from the fact that I once was an usher at Norwich Theatre Royal, I'd like to, Mick Wright, journalist, sure. uh, broadcaster, and former theatre usher. Yeah. Like, I'd like to be remembered as uh, Jake Yap, unsuccessful painter of one face at Deptford Swimming Baths. Circa <laughs> what did you paint on that face? You don't want to know. That's why it was only one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they wanted uh, a lion, and it was the worst thing you've ever seen. It was this, so. The, this thing about this, it really gets me. Is if you said this to them, they'd say, "Well, it's a very, it's a very respectful obituary." Mm. Uh, but you go, but it's very clear. The snideness is yeah. transparent in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and the cynics might argue thing. The cynics don't get. It, I, I, I'm thinking tomorrow that what I might do is pull obituaries of some of the worst people that the Times have ever written about That's and nice see idea. if the cynics uh, perspectives on those people were included. Because I suspect that Donald Rumsfeld's obituary, in fact, I remember reading it, was more sympathetic mm. than the obituary of uh, this 39-year-old woman whose uh, worst crime was being in an excellent pop band. Yeah. Uh, but who, it's who, so sneering. Yeah. Who, who, frankly, plied an honest trade. Like, um, she was in uh, one of the most fascinating films of all time, which I have seen several times and never tire of, uh, which is Run For Your Wife. Oh, yes, the extremely bad production of the extremely bad Well, exactly. How farce. could you do a good production? Um, I don't know if you've seen that film. Um, it's well worth routing out uh, it, I, I believe i think i'm a, is it the one with danny dyer it's the one with danny dyer and well i have watched most of danny dyer's theatrical oeuvre okay well i th- that, that's sort of where i was going to go with this because sarah harding was in it um i mean this is amazing it cost i think nine hundred thousand pounds to make and their opening box office weekend takings were i think something like 700 quid um it was a catastrophic flop and you know, there's a lot of bad stuff in there. There's homophobia dripping out of every orifice. Um, ironic, really. And um, it's like a sort of who's who of people that you can't really put on screens anymore from the 70s. Um, I mean, there's no Jimmy Savile, sadly, all too late for Jimmy Savile. But all the other greats are in there. Did you see this on a side note? Did you see that GB News is very upset that um, the council in Sheffield cancelled a Roy Br- Chubby Brown uh, gig and are saying 
Well, what are things coming to if Roy Chubby Brown cannot do a gig? Yeah, Anything? if a simple, we did, honest racist. We did sort of cancel Roy Bro- Chubby Brown many years ago for the fact that he is a virulent racist, hmm. uh, homophobe, uh, yeah. rampant misogynist in any number of ways. The fact that he can still tour anywhere, he sure. should think himself lucky. Imagine if Bernard Manning was still existing. GB News would get him on to be their comrade. Oh, yeah. Here's our and now our Manning, comedy be, correspondent. Manning the lifeboats, right? <laughs> in the council culture way. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, right, here I am in Dover. Anyway, I think they'd make him the barman in in um, Nigel Farage's pretend bar that he has on his show. I honestly feel like I need to actually write out the sketch of Manning the lifeboats. Anyway, um, my point was that. Danny Dyer was in that film too. Um, yeah. And he, I remember him, I, I saw him interview. That's Dad Danny Dyer rather than Daughter Danny Dyer. Sorry, it's, younger, it's younger dad, dad Danny Dyer, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I saw him interview and he sort of said, he basically said, look, I've got to make a living. I've got kids and I've got to feed them. Sure, I'm in some really terrible films, but I have to put bread on the table and here's the work I can get. So I take it. And of course now he's, Danny Dyer, beloved uh, custodian of the wall uh, and all of that stuff. And that's that's great. But it really sort of struck home that I thought, yeah, like he's just he's just doing his job. He's just mm. being an actor, doing a job. And that's what Sarah Harding was doing in that. And that's what she did as a pop musician. She's just doing a job. Yeah. And the thing the thing that gets me with it as well is that like you can be snide you can be very snide about uh manufactured pop bands right but uh many artists that people obsess over were manufactured in a sense yeah. and like it's sort of it's sort of kind of it's, it's kind of meaningless thing also they work incredibly hard yeah. if you're in a pop band you are you are you are you are worked to the inch of your life yeah. on on these huge tours and stuff and also you have to be talented to to you have to have some charisma you have to have yeah. something i'd kind of rather someone was in a band because they were the best person out of thousands of people that were auditioned rather than well it was my mate down the chip shop that's yeah. not necessarily it, going to be the best person be, in a band it's harder to be a member of girls allowed than it is to be a bassist in any indie rock band ever <laughs> exactly and I've, I've, I've always uh, had a, a deep, uh, non-ironic love for uh, Steps uh, and also S Club 7. And it was interesting what you were saying about the production on those songs. Um, this is kind of an aside now, but um, Sharon Studios, which was just like some basement on a housing estate on the outskirts of Stockholm. They, from this little tiny sort of innocuous looking place... They were making all of the real global hit songs for like Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and Steps and like... Yeah, Max Martin. Is that who it was? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing songs. Beautiful, brilliant songs, I think. But this is... I, I'm, so, there's something that I'm going to write um, for paid subscribers as a newsletter soon. I was going to do it yesterday and then I basically just ran out of energy. But it, So I was looking back to the modern review and the way that... Um, Toby Young and Julie Birchall and uh, Cosmo Landsman had this thing where they were like, oh, we take um, pop music, ser- you know, we take pop culture seriously. Yeah. And that ended up basically being, A, they've talked that up into a legend, which is sort of fake, but what would you expect from those people? Yeah. Um, but also what happened was then the su- places like Sunday Times retooled the culture supplement to be these places that take pop culture seriously. But even when they do, they sort of go, Look at this. 
it's pop music, but like you, a, a, an intelligent person, are allowed to like it rather than just going. Your pop music's amazing, and like even even at its most stupid, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, and the I, I think the notion that like um, liking pop music is is sort of um, that there's this special way of liking it for uh, you know white guys that also have um, uh, all the rock classics in their archives. It's like the optimism thing was just quite patronising in a sense because it's like, look, we also like pop music, but we like it in a very intelligent way because uh, we're yeah. familiar with the works of Derrida or whatever. It's yeah, just, we kind of get it on good. a level that you don't. I, I yeah. hated all of that around the ABBA revival with people saying, look, at their heart, these are Swedish folk songs. It's like, right. no, they're just really great <laughs> tunes, man. They're really great. I it's defy just... you to write one that good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, hang on. Uh, it's, uh, ready? It's a oh, horrible yeah, yeah. obituary. It is a horrible and, obituary. Uh, Undeserved. And, uh, rest in peace, Sarah Harding. Uh, sorry that we yes. had to connect you to yeah. the um, terrible Times newspaper. Ready? Rod Little is an absolute tool. What, uh, <laughs> I really wanted to swear so badly. <laughs> of all the times I've ever wanted to swear, that was the one. Um, so uh, he's he's at it. Yes, he, Rod is at it again. So um, he had a column over the weekend, uh, which was about his nostalgia for the 70s, right? Um, and the thing that I, I've used this fact so many times, but what year was the final episode of I Love 1999 broadcast in? 2011. 2001. <laughs> it was broadcast one year, ten months, and four days after the year it was I nostalgic for last had Tuesday. completed. Brilliant. Um, also, who presented the first episode of I Love the 1970s? Got to be uh, the uh, Herpy Cornflake, the, uh, Dave Lee Travis. No, Jingle Jangle, it was Jimmy Savile. Oh, my God. Well, you so, don't see that. Why do they not repeat, though? They're really you great won't... shows. <laughs> You will never see it repeated, but it is available on YouTube should you wish to uh, consume that. Anyway, the point being, so he does this classic thing of talking about uh, the 70s and how he loves the 70s, right? So what are the things that he wants back from the 70s? Uh, Heinz Toast Toppers, they were only discontinued in 2015. And if you want them, there are knockoff versions available in B&M. That feels like a kind of cat vomity thing. Yeah. Is David it? Owen. Uh, that who feels is, like a kind of cat vomity thing. Who is still alive. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and in the House of Lords, age 83. And Jesus Christ, who failed to return in the 70s also. That feels like a cut. No, I'm not going to say Yeah, that. okay. I, I <laughs> thought that was good. But wow. I believe that Rod Liddell's real nostalgia for the 70s is because it was the Jurassic era of nonsense. Oh, God. So, in, in 2012, the dim and distant mists of 2012, Rod mm. Liddell wrote a column for The I Spectator. I love 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Um, just going to read you a, a a little extract from it. A little. He, and he said, and this was this was the spectator thought that in 2012 this was a a, a thing that a, someone should write in a national publication. It was a very different time. I seriously contemplated being a teacher once upon a time when I was a lot younger. It seemed to me an agreeable dos, and I didn't have to be too bright or too ambitious or possess any kind quality, any quantity of knowledge. Uh, using those skills he became a columnist anyway so mm. i sometimes wonder what sort of teacher i prefer to be but i never found out because the one thing stopped me from being a teacher was that i could not remotely conceive of not trying to shag the kids <laughs> this was this was published in 2012 
2012. And he go he goes on to say um, talk about various teachers who copped off. No, here's the thing that really really gets me. Right, he said. We're talking secondary school level here, by the way. And even then, I don't think I'd have dabbled much below year 10. That's like 14. That is 14-year-olds. So then he goes on to talk about 2012, and he's still employed. He's still employed, gainfully employed. And regularly is on Times Radio doing the newspaper review where Stig Abel, a man who will, uh, Abel the enabler, who will enable, ed- the man who, pub- who who was managing editor of The Sun at the time the Katie Hopkins um, refugees are like cockroaches column was produced. Uh, and remember, Stig Abel was then Stig rewarded the by becoming editor of The Times Literary Supplement and now is paid handsomely to be uh, launch director of Times Radio. By the way, another side point, I know on good authority that when he became presenter of Front Row, he went. He didn't have to do any kind of interview. He was just dropped into place at Front Row and meant that other presenters, female presenters, had their hours cut. So oh, okay. reduce the, the wages of some excellent female presenters who've been on the show for some time. So... Um, talent will out what a talent but it's okay they haven't got space to stick able at radio for now because all the jobs must be taken by amal rajan <laughs> uh anyway with the rod raj little, against the machine man so with the rod little thing he basically uh, 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 the newsletter is free to read go um click on the link read the full column of his it is um uh, horrendous and of course remember that rod little has as well as um justifying sex offenses uh he's also uh he was also cautioned for uh assaulting his pregnant girlfriend and has written a stream of racist columns so you know incredible that he's still in the uh he's still in the employ really mm. um it's almost so, as if there was nothing but contempt in almost the entire oh and the, the the other thing that i uh, so aside from that element of it the mm. sunday times thought it was justifiable in the year 2021 to write uh for him to write that in the 70s the middle class hadn't discovered dyslexia as an excuse for their offspring stupidity either nor the working class the medicalized redoubt of adhd to explain the fact that their son was a menace approximately 50 percent of the illnesses we know today didn't seem to exist ADHD and dyslexia were commonly known about in the in the 70s. They just weren't uh, treated properly. And imagine being uh, someone uh, who has ADHD or dyslexia or someone with a child who has either of those conditions and just reading that in Sunday Times thinking, oh, brilliant. They, they, they don't bother to edit this. They just let this um, disgusting human just, just spit his uh, bile in here. And what drives me particularly crazy about this is <laughs> readers of the Times and Sunday Times will think themselves far superior to the to sun readers right but they're not the same it, disgusting invective is pumped into both those papers rod little is a sun columnist as well and if you look at rod little's sun columns there is very little uh, functionally or materially different between what he writes in the sun and what he writes in the sunday times and i had people saying to me once i put this newsletter out they said oh yeah but he makes me laugh and i thought well if he if rod little makes you laugh you are a bad person yeah that's it. That's think, it. That's it. You I, can't I say. Well, me. I don't. Yes. Of course, I don't. Uh, I don't believe what he says, but I do think he's yeah. uh, very funny. I think. Well, yes. What is it that you find funny about? You know, the sex offender excusing uh, racism, perpetrating. Uh, you know, yeah. partner slapping Rod Little. Ah, oh, mate, you can't say anything these days. Um, that's. <laughs> um, well, all of that sort of his. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that I've turned up to deliver the funnies again his, every Monday. Well, <laughs> I'm here all week. Hilarious rap party. Um, yeah. Well, his kind of it's 
his insular view uh, of the world and and his literal kind of isolation and insulation from the rest of society that makes him feel able to write those things chimes in brilliantly with um, uh, another article that you wrote, I think, over the weekend, which people should go and look up. We're not going to talk about it here because they should go and check it out. It's brokenbottleboy.substack.com about commuting um, and uh, all the newspapers. Telling yes, that came, that came out this morning. Yeah, it's well worth reading. Um, go and check it out because, you know, there. that's a tease. That's going to, mate, that's going to drive your traffic through the roof. I know it's literally tens of people. <laughs> Aren't we doing well? Um, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, it's at Broken Bottle Boy on Twitter. Indeed. Are you at Broken Bottle Boy on the Twitch slash Broken Bottle Boy? Yes, that Twitch. is TV also true. And the show is back today at 1pm for an exciting uh, experience of uh, newspaper deconstruction. There you go. Do that. Mick, it's been lovely to see you. See you next week. Take Goodbye. care. Bye-bye. Well, good morning to the other viewers on YouTube. Hello, Jem. Hello, Steph. Hello, Pablo. Hello, Julie. Hello, hello to some newcomers. Mavis. Mavis Cruitt and Tikva. I think there was someone else, too. Uh, Mavis says, uh, I thought the 70s were the worst, so if Corbyn took us back there, it was going to be terrible. <laughs> There's a lot of myths about the winter of discontent and all of that. It's worth, it's worth checking that out. Jem says, oh God, I occasionally wonder who actually buys The Spectator and then realise I don't really want to know. Pablo says, teachers did it when I was at school, so why can't I? I should stress that's in quotation marks, that's not Pablo saying that. Says the spectator title takes on a chilling new meaning. Maybe it says we should cancel him, but you know you get a TV show. Jem says a teacher at my school married one of his sixth form pupils pretty much the moment she left school. He got surprisingly aggressive, if you ever mentioned it. And Tikvar says my uncle was diagnosed with ADHD in the late 70s, if you don't mind. There you go. Um... Well, thank you for all of that. Uh, the email is open. It's not today at swanburst.com. We're definitely, definitely going to do uh, Britain Awake on Wednesday. Um, I don't know if I can get hold of John Holmes. I will do my best, uh, being controversial for coins. Uh, but irrespective of that, um, we're going to finally do something about cancel culture. Finally, uh, giving uh, straight white people a, a chance to uh, have their say. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. Um, just like CBBS, everyone's welcome. Oh, I love CBBS. Uh, it's funny, uh, Spike. So you know, a little bit of regression stuff in the run up to school, and we watched a bit of CBBS the other morning. Man, it's so good. I love those people so so much. Anyway, Malcolm has emailed not today at swanburst.com. He says hi, Jake and the apparatchiks. As ever, when I'm in an empty house and not locked in, and there's a <laughs> and there's a shouty speaker. You know, the ones that keep saying. I can't do that, Malk. The really irritating ones. I know the ones you mean, the smart speakers, the ones that keep telling me to kill John Holmes. What's that all about? Why does Alexa want me to... Weird. Anyway, he says, as always, I shout at my smart speaker to play Jake Yap. 
and hopefully it will keep playing on for the next 24 hours. I'm sure the extra 11p a year will help fund the legal battle for Kim's copyright battles. How's that going? Oh, well, thank you very much for asking. Um, maybe we'll give you a bit of an update on that. Uh, Kim, my partner, is an artist and... Uh, she gets ripped off, frankly, uh, by a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm saying uh, choose your online bargain vendors carefully. Uh, generally, if, if someone's name is not on it as the creator or artist, it's probably a knockoff. Uh, anyway, Malk says, I was locked in for a bit. Uh, none of them would give me the safe word. But anyway, the tuning of one of the songs... Reminded me of Kurt Vile's 30s Berlin. Basically, it's mostly out of tune. Okay. How can I tell my fellow orchestra members that that's an effect and not something they should actually consider perfection when even most of their bows, okay, I'm talking about the string players, don't even touch the strings? Welcome back, yap. Okay, wait, what? I don't fully understand. Who's... Hang on. What songs are you talking about? What are you talking... Malk, what are you talking about? Uh, anyway, if you've got advice for uh, how to tell a string player they're out of tune, <laughs> I'm hopeless with tuning. You know, I've got a saxophone. My tuning on the saxophone is lamentable. Something wrong with my lipping. I don't know what it is. Uh, anyway, Hedy says, uh, it's Hedy. Brace yourselves. Dear Jape, have you seen those adverts where a young boy bites into the middle of a triangular shaped sandwich? Who does that? No one. For one thing, it begins to cause structural instability in the rest of the sandwich. I agree. I'm not a triangle fan in terms of sandwich cutting generally anyway. Uh, he says they're triangular for a reason. Also, I went into a supermarket and all the people were just staring at the sandwiches for too long. I shouted at them, make your choice. I made my own sandwiches. P.S. I insist in a restaurant and having my pizza cut into the holy number eight. The Italian waiters hate me. I'm going to try various prime numbers next time. Okay. Well, there's Hedy's brain for you. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that. Hey, it's good to be back here. Stay tuned across the week. Back on Wednesday, live uh, on YouTube at 10. YouTube.com slash nottodaypod. Why don't you subscribe now? And if you click on the bell thing, you know the bell thing that you never click on? It'll tell you when I'm going live. And then you don't have to remember or anything. Um, but do do stay with, stay with us. We've got some sort of newsy announcements stuff to make. Stuff's going to be happening. That's all I'm going to say. Take care of yourselves. All the best. Lots of love. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.